Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello again. Talk Cosmos. January 5th, 2019, we have passed into the next year, and tonight, as we speak, is an eclipse in Southeast Asia and the Pacific, and possibly that shadow is extended into China, Russia. It's not on this part of the world that we speak, from Seattle, Washington, but it's happening, just because electricity is there, and we don't have to plug it in it's still a functioning item in some manner so tonight we're speaking largely about this event a solar eclipse occurs when the sun and the moon conjunct there are conjunct means the same degree and it happens to be 15 degrees capricorn capricorn is the archetype that we're discussing during this whole sessions And the eclipse is when the sun and moon, when they have that new moon, which means that you you don't see it at night. It's, it's, It's blacked out. But they have to be 18 degrees of the lunar moon nodes. The nodes are those points that the moon crosses the elliptic with Earth. So... Uh, the point being that it's 11 degrees right now separation, and therefore it's not a it's a partial. The power though is it because there's many many uh, uh, there, there's either there's quite a range as we had discussed before of of events within a whole sorrows cycle. It can get complicated. We'll keep pretty focused. A little bit more than that. Right now it is in Capricorn. The nodes are 26 degrees Capricorn for the south node. And the opposite, which is in Cancer, is a north node. The concept is integration. At this time, globally, for a period of 18 months, we're living in a world where we're coming from that Capricorn energy. And we're integrating the north node of Cancer, meaning our ambitions, our goals, our points of status in the world with our laws and authorities are tempered, you might say, by the nurturing and the sentiments and the feelings and the processing, the personal processing of the moon. I Oh, space.com has a lot of information. That's a good resource to go to. Tonight, I am reintroducing a guest familiar to you from Seattle. She originally opened our talk on April 7th. You can check all the archives. They're kept on 1150 KKNW. And if you go to talkcosmos.com, you can easily access all our archives. Just click past episodes. Elizabeth Vickers. Mouchette, and she's certified in astrology, tarot, numerology, energy work, cranial sacral therapy, 
polarity therapy and gym hypnotherapist, international Reiki master and teacher, massage, an ordained minister, sacral healing counselor, spiritual healer, and earth steward. Liz, as we call her, familiar, as a familiar name, uh, served on the board of our Washington State Astrology Association, known as WASA, W-S-A-A, here in the Northwest. Liz does consultations, classes, retreats, and she tutors. And she's just finishing up a book she co-authored called Gateways to Change, Revised Edition, and it will be published early 2019. Hi, and welcome, Liz. Thanks for having me back. It's great to be here. Well, indeed, it seemed fitting, didn't it? I mean, you are a Capricorn, and you have been talking on our cardinal signs. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) And what a great way to start the new year. It's like on a new moon eclipse. And so it's like write down your intentions and bring them in. Um, Saturn is on one side of this new moon and Pluto's on the other. So the discipline and the transformation to get them done. So I invite you all to write your intentions down and start working on those. It's a beautiful way, absolutely perfect to begin because goals resonate 100% with Capricorn and this is a new moon eclipse in Capricorn, 15 degrees. And so the idea of writing these intentions down, I'm so glad you wanted to bring that up. It manifests it immediately. And Capricorn wants to define things. And yes. it's about vows, too. Yes. And it's about, you know, making career goals. It's making goals in your life, um, how you want to be seen. You know, just moving forward and Pluto will be the transformer to let go of what's in the way. Or maybe perhaps there's things that no longer serve you that need to go by the wayside to bring in new exciting things. Yes. In fact, we were just conversing that we're both in that process of purging our personal space. I have been wanting more, more space because I have lots of papers and books and lots of activities and so and that's just it's it's small but yet it's personal it brings in that south note to your home your own environment yes yes but it is always with the cardinal signs because it's on the angles capricorn is at the top of the chart the mid heaven and so what begins in aries this is the culminating astrology talk here square. So what we have begun, which is so interesting that you and I began this whole talk on April 7th, and then at the first square, we talked during cancer, but now, particularly, we're talking again at, on this eclipse event. So we're, just to illustrate to the rest of you how really the cycle is so important in, in many ways. So and intention. You had some other ideas about how people could do intentions. Well, I wanted to s- say another thing first, but like how your show has grown and how you've been pulling in different guests 
from different areas and maybe you didn't even have that idea at first and it's kind of shifts and changes and now you've gotten to a point where you know what works and maybe what doesn't work and to build from there. Well, it always is a matter of refining. I do have Virgo rising, although I am a Gemini. I mean, we're such a composite of everything. But working with Saturn, which rules Capricorn, is so in mandatory. And particularly because, I mean, I'm thinking of this personally, but for all of us. And so that's what I'm saying, that the structure of it is somewhat altering. I'm still going to work on the archetypes, but I want to go a little bit more in depth, do cycles and bring in history and always bring in new people, but work with some of the familiar people so that we can really learn to work. And it, It's a growing process. It's a good example. It's true. And all the planets right now are direct, so it's going to give us energy to move forward more because there was a few planets retrograde and the energy was kind of slow or boggy, you know, taking time to get things done. But now it's building up and speeding up. So it's like super important to make your intentions because you're going to have the energy to push through and make it happen. And there'll be work to do it. It's, I mean, it's always possible that it just falls in your lap, but I believe that there's work to do always, it. Always, yes, especially with Saturn and Capricorn. But this, what a marvel to have the planets go direct. This year in particular, there were significant number of planets that were retrograde all at one time. I think six, possibly seven, if we counted Chiron. And the personal ones that went from Mars to Venus and then to Mercury, of course, Mercury does three times a year, but it's unusual. It's only every two years that Mars goes retrograde. And then to have Venus along with the outer planets, it's been, I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Forward motion, cardinal, here we do. <laughs> so you were going to talk, I think, about, and anything else, of course, but about intentions. I love the idea that you wanted to bring up visuals. Well, I like to do intentions on the full moon. And I like to keep it to 10 or less. And a lot of times you can kind of group things together. So maybe you have 15 written down, but if you group it together, you maybe have five or six because you can kind of group them together. And it's definitely about building. It's improving yourself and your groups and others around you. So, you know, use your imagination. And you can always ask for other things. Too, but you know, try to keep it to around ten because the new moon is you know release our intentions and like let's start growing and working towards what we want to accomplish. What a great kickstart! Yes, and a vision board. I think you had mentioned about a vision board again, bringing in that practicality because Capricorn again is like tassile or it, it's it's Earth sign. So yes, making a vision board, you can. Cut out pictures. You can print pictures off the internet. If you're good at drawing or an artist, you can paint a picture that represents what you would like to bring in and, you know, maybe do a three-month plan, a six-month, and then a year, five years. You know, it can all be incorporated into the same project. It can be um, small. I've done ones that are like about five by seven that you can get like a seven-inch candle and wrap them around and then just burn the candle down to kind of set that intention 
into mm, motion. How fascinating. I've done other ones that are bigger that I put on the wall, and I have them laminated so that I can look at them for a while. I mean, there's lots of different ways. People get cork boards and put different pictures, and then you can take off the ones when you've accomplished or maybe you've changed your mind. Um, you know, maybe you wanted a sports car, but now your life's changed, and now uh, a tr- pickup truck would be more practical. Um, and so you can take that picture off and put a different one on. This reminds me of a book I just noticed that I have, and it's called Transform Your Boundaries by, sorry, that's S-A-R-R-I Gilman, M-A-M-F-T. She's a master family therapist in the Northwest area. And what I read is is that just what you're bringing out with the vision board is that boundaries are not a permanent state, but they're in process, and it takes work. Because boundaries are also a huge part of Saturn and continue. But this fact that you were mentioning about how fluid uh, a vision board can be, because I always think, okay, there's a vision, that's it. Kind of like a piece of furniture. But no, this is much better. It can change. Um, We change. Everything changes. So maybe you're working towards one thing and then it's like, okay, I'm going to make a left turn and now I want something different. Or that's not going to serve my life because my life has changed. Yes. In some way, so I need something different. So it's okay to let that one go and do another one. With the South Node and Capricorn, we might be letting go of some past habits or patterns that no longer serve us to bring in new ones that will be better service. Right, or and to find out what our attachments are because also it is that changing story. I was also listening to Carolyn Casey she had has a YouTube uh, interesting program that she just did this year when she was at Monroe Center there on the East Coast. It's about psychic. She also, I think, did this talk largely at NORWAC, which is Northwest Astrological Conference here in Seattle, Washington. Last year it was in March because it conf- because of another four-year event called um, UAC, which is... Um, the Union of... The United what? Astrology Conference. Thank you. United. Okay. So, but normally it's on Memorial Day weekend. So, Carolyn Casey was mentioning about uh, our stories in many fa- facets. But just to pick up on what you were saying here is, is that stories want to be heard and they keep changing, which again, because we're the nor- with cancer is how we present our stories. It's like our emotional stories, our, our feelings you know, putting it to words. So what you're saying is really important for this particular nodal time eclipse. Tell our stories, let it change. Yes. And let's grow and transform and push forward. Yeah, it's good to remember because it is a process. Just even a tiny little thing can make a difference. Oh, big difference, I think. Well, I like that. I like that, Liz. <laughs> That's great. Another thing, going sticking here with Carolyn for a moment, uh, she was also mentioning about intention and our vows and defining it. So you're exactly, and that is that leadership, our autonomy, and that uh, she's one reference, but generally it's su- such an interesting. Dichot- I don't know if it's a dichotomy. But the fact is, is that is 
Capricorn is external. It's our external a lot with the social by the time it gets up to that part of the chart. But it's that internal reaching inside to find our values and our ethics that allows us to be the leader we would and not just search for other people to fill our needs, you know, which would be the cancer distortion of, 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 of it. So, And have you talked about um, Capricorn being the CEO? It rules government. It rules the rules, <laughs> regulations. Thank you. So that's important. And so, you know, what rules do you want to change about yourself? But it could also be within your family dynamics or at work. It can be in all areas of your life. So have fun with it and be creative. <laughs> oh, that's great. Don't get too serious. I'm already thinking, oh, my goodness, what are these rules? i got to change. But no, 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 that's right. Keep it light. That's for the playful thing. <laughs> Very good. So important. No, the CEO, and that reminds me, there's an article. I was just, because I look at the newspaper all the time. Did I bring that article? It's about how I think with Pepsi, we have a new woman CEO. And, of course, right now with Congress, there's 100 women in, in government now. So the shifts, well, there's a restructuring of balance, of just, you might say, of energies that, who knows what is balance, but it's adding a little more dynamics to the pie. Yes, because um, when we had the World Wars, women went out and did a lot of the jobs, and then when the men came home, the women didn't have jobs anymore. But they were able to step in and, and do a lot of jobs that typically had always been for men. So it's like we're capable too. Oh, yes. M yes. Inf yes. Leadership, you know, there's also, I was pulling out through my files as I was restructuring and trying to find more space. This is from Viking News, Sons of Norway. My father's Norwegian, and he had a lot of books and I, et cetera, on Norway. So at any rate, but here, in this particular one, it was saying that uh, responsibilities about, they were, it was, concerning responsibilities, which has everything to do with Capricorn, because if you're going to have authority and be a CEO or, any, or authority to yourself and other people, because it is social, there's, there's what are the responsibilities. But there are four areas that were brought up that I hadn't even considered, but this would be, I would think, it's part of our conditioning, because Saturn is also that conditioning, you know, that forms a structure. There's a king... Earl, a freeman, and a slave. So they each have their responsibilities. The king defends their country and conquers lands. I think we need to reframe this a little bit, but that's really, I think, largely these old thoughts of what leadership and power and authority means is when you brought up in the first part with our chart that for the eclipse with Pluto, the reformer, uh, regeneration, uh, transformation, right, you know, with Saturn that's charged, not charging, but moving steadily ahead. And right now with the sun and the moon right in between, there's a lot of uh, transformation. 
when there's a lot of energy in Capricorn to build and grow. And with that, it also requires a lot of patience also because I like to use the word patience with Capricorns. I don't know if everybody else does, but I do. Um, Because to take your team and grow it to the next level, if you didn't have patience, you wouldn't be a very good team leader, in my opinion. But that's my opinion. So No, it's excellent because it goes along with discipline. Mm-hmm. And I think our title tonight really is, let me just find it right here. It's a, but the Capricorn solar eclipse, but nodal rulers, Saturn and moon processing our discipline. Because the moon is processing and discipline is Saturn. So it does take patience to go along with that timing. And the persistence, because nothing happens overnight, particularly with Saturn. Right. Takes time to get there. <laughs> yes, old, right. The, it, uh, and you can be a leader in your community. You can be a leader in your house. You could be a leader, perhaps, maybe to go grow a garden. You know, there's people have less property, and so maybe you could start a community garden. There's lots of different ways, and those are just a few examples. That's very true. There's um, community uh, of some social, because it is a social. Yes. Although it also can be rooted right to the family. You know, in an eclipse, Judith Hill wrote a book. Um, she's a, in Oregon, a Northwest astrologer. And it is called Eclipse. I'm just trying to find my oh, my notes here. Oh, Eclipses and You by Judith Hill. And the point was is that where does the Capricorn uh, eclipse work on? And largely it is, you know, monopolies and I'm not going to name them all, but large populations but also the opposite, which is cancer, which could be, or is, not could be, small family businesses, um, parents, your feelings, security, women, people at a large. It'll be interesting to see, because an eclipse lasts, well, the, the common thought, from what I understand, is six months ahead and six, uh, a six-month window on either side. Yeah, there's different views of that. There's like, how long does the eclipse last? And I didn't look this one up, um, you know, for each minute it's a month. But, you know, there's so many different ideas. Oh, I never, I like that idea. So, so it would be 15 months? Is Was it a 15-minute eclipse? Yes. Okay. Right in the middle. It's the most unstable. No, that was the point. degrees, I believe. It took place at 15 degrees Capricorn, or was it a 15-minute eclipse? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, 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 oh. I see what you're saying. No, it's 15 degrees. No, it would be a very, it would be much smaller because it's partial. Right. A full eclipse is like two minutes plus, but this might only be because it's partial, um, 45 seconds or um, most a minute maybe. Yes, I didn't look it up, so I don't know. So, so that would be, how would that work then? It would be well, one month? or how Well, would? there's different thoughts of how right. long it would last. So some people say a couple weeks before and then six months or two years after. So it's, yes, there's so many different ideas on that. It's like which one works. And probably for different people, a different amount of time. Well, and depending perhaps on the eclipse, because this particular one is very pivotal. It's pivotal because of a fact that Saturn 
and the nodes are in Capricorn, and the nodes are those um, you might the the ba- well I don't know if it's the baggage that we came in with, but it's all that past life that is important. We all have a history, and it's our common history right now, and it's in that social sign of 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 Capricorn, but. Pluto, the transformer in Capricorn that stays in a sign for, it won't be leaving Capricorn until I think 2026 or something, or is it 2024? 24, I believe. 24, but still for a long time. And it went in in 2008. Yes. Yes, it is a long time. So it moves very slowly, and it happens to be that in the United States, there's uh, will be a conjunction, a, a, a Pluto return. We're heading to our Pluto return, and when Capric- when Saturn, in astrology, this is old hat. I mean, by old hat, that's a, a vernacular term. I apologize, but it means that it's becoming more and more familiar to our thinking because it is a, a progressive, energetic, powerful statement that's occurring. And we're all experiencing it in our, and as Liz says here, I mean, just to bring up, it would be how it affects us individually, of course, but collectively we operate too in, on a group form. And so January 12, 2020, Saturn will have finally moved up to the same degree of 22 with Pluto. Pluto's at 20. So it's going to take Pluto for the next year Yes, in a year. This is 19. It's going to be 20 next in a year, next January. It'll be at two degrees further. And there'll be a whole stellium. A stellium is when you have a batch of planets all in the same sign. And right now we have a fair number. We have four planets. No, we have five planets. We have Mercury, Saturn, the moon and the sun, because moon and sun are the same degree. It's a new moon. And then Pluto and the south node. So this will be very likely a eclipse that will like music or like you know in a pond resonate well i believe um it's a partial eclipse but it's a pretty powerful partial eclipse and it's like really backing us up to make our intentions and our wishes for this new moon Um, it's good to make them on all the new moons but this one particularly it's very helpful to bring in what you want but there will be work with it well, in that case, it is going within to get that energy so that to be that leader. So one has the responsibilities within and owning that personal sense of your own autonomy so that when rather than looking at other people, because too, it was saying that. Um, Part of this energy with the North Node in Cancer, which it is, is noticing how you feel, your empathy. Um, Well, and the Moon's ruled by Cancer, and then Saturn's in Capricorn, which is its natural ruler. We will return. We will continue this wonderful talk with Liz Machette here at 1150 KKNW. If you would like to call in and add your thoughts comment with us we would like it so much and that number is 425 that's the area code 
373-5527. See you in a bit. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery. Celebrate your star energy blessings. Schedule a natal astrology chart consultation with Talk Cosmos host Sue Rose Minahan. You'll learn to better understand what personally fuels your soul's seed direction. Sue focuses on your questions to connect you into your unique heart's desire and your true soul path's birth essence, including a recording and a copy of your chart. Schedule by emailing info at talkcosmos.com. That's info at talkcosmos.com. Welcome, stargazers. This is Katie Cadge, evolutionary astrologer at CARA Evolutionary Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Hi again, Sue Rose Minahan and Liz Mouchette. January 5th, 2019, the eclipse. 15 degrees in Capricorn with the nodes 26 degrees south node, Capricorn and north node 26 degrees Cancer. And in this particular chart, just looking at how the planets are operating up there from our spot on Earth, it's always from that respective like surveying, you might say, at least here in the Northwest, amazingly, Mars is at the midheaven in Aries, which is influencing, as Carolyn Casey would often say, she's a wonderful astrologer and has a, a show on a, a radio herself, but influencing planet or ruling planet of Uranus. And Uranus is the one planet that's really squaring this transformational, and it's so pivotal with uh, Pluto that connects all those, those are connected, but they're kind of connected, you know, secondary is like, and that. So here, now wherever you are, the ascendant, the rising sign is going to be a little different. So it wouldn't always be at the MC, but here too in Seattle, for those listeners from our radio station, KKNW, the nodes are exactly on the horizon, on the ascendant, descendant. It's like a half a degree, 
26 degrees and the ascendant was 27. And that was at the time, in case anybody wants to look it up, here in Pacific time, I mean, that's PT, Pacific Standard Time, here in Seattle, Washington, or anywhere on the West Coast, was 528, and then if your computer can take it, 01. And then it was exactly, that's PM on January 5th. Now, if you're down yonder, below the equator is the 6th. So anybody that's listening, which there are, there's people in Australia, people in Africa, people in various spots of the globe, it would be on the 6th. I want to go back to what you spoke of Uranus. So those intentions that you put out there, Uranus can bring things back in unexpected ways that beyond what you could even imagine or maybe even what you think the outcome might be. So that's another reason to put those intentions out there because they might come back faster or better than you even anticipated. That's very important. And that reminds me that the moment here of 28 degrees, which happens to be the the point of Aries, because Uranus stays in a sign for seven years, and as of May, I think it was the 15th, it went, it entered Taurus. But planets appear from Earth to go forward and then retrograde, and Uranus has been retrograde for many, many months, since sometime in June, I believe. I'm, I'm not quite sure. But at any rate, it, it, re, it returned back to Aries, meaning that those times in the spring are probably reconnecting with us now in some way as far as changes. Yes. And oh. I believe in March, Uranus will um, go into Taurus for seven years. Yes. So it'll be a much different energy. It will be. It'll be earth. It'll be fixed. It'll be sensual. It'll yes. Be, yeah, in some ways. But but Uranus has been squaring the nodes. That means tension. It means that it's we're being asked to deliberate. This idea of the intentions that you're talking about, is this is a great critical moment that we can take advantage of because... We're being pulled, you might say, from our the past to where we want to integrate to. And when the nodes were in Aquarius and Leo, that was south node in Aquarius and north node in Leo, because they go backwards. At any rate, all of that, if you want to have astrology, there's lessons and whatnot to learn more. But for those astrologers, you know of this factor. But that was fixed, and this is cardinal in Capricorn, you know, there's, it goes cardinal action, then it goes fixed, like coagulating, it settles into form of all the different elements, and then it goes mutable, it breaks up, because yes, the world is changing all the time, there's these fractions that happen, so this, this energy keeps changing in different dimensions, how we want to, well, and with all that energy in Capricorn, it's, Great to start new projects, um, career paths, whatever you want to change. Um, but I believe it'll take a little bit of time to make that happen, but you never know. I see. Well, that's very good input about Iran. It's, it could be an unexpected. Mm-hmm. Boom. Just like lightning bolts. Right, because maybe you've been wanting to change careers or uh, 
change positions of what you're doing at your job and all of a sudden a position comes available, you apply for it and you get it. Well, that is the best case scenario. And it's important to listen to ourselves so often or just listen to how you feel because sudden changes happen for the best when we have been sensitive because we're always getting messages. It's just how do we listen to them? It's really true. And also, uh, that reminds me, Carolyn Casey was mentioning that when we bring dignity and respect into all our ethics, ethics is so important to Capricorn, and when we bring those elements into our uh, just attitudes, that synchronicity doubles. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I mean, it makes sense. Well, and it's like what you reap and what you do, you're going to, that's the rewards you're going to get. So if you're doing something, say, illegal, you might go to jail. But if you're doing something positive and for a good way, you know, you might start a business in your home and it turns out to be a very large company with hundreds of employees or that you help the world. So it's kind of a critical time to start new things and start you know, investigating and doing the research on that. I know there is a lot of thought about the need for humanity. That's what's being asked on a spiritual level, however you define your spiritual energy. But spirit is part of us. And so we have that liberty, just like you have a liberty of a meal. Are you going to be served your plate? Or are you going to dip out of the pot or go to, over to the counter and then come back to face cell? So in other words, you have your spirit. And the point, what was the point, Sue? There I got all lost about table manners or whatever. But um, what were you just mentioning, Liz? Remind me quick. Well, that we're growing things, and so the energy we put out there, we're going to get those rewards. So, you know, to build and bring good things. And humanity, you know, you might come up with an idea that you grow it very big because, you know, maybe you started in your garage. There's lots of little companies that started in their garage and are huge companies now. There's other ones that start and they're gone. You know, it was a good idea, but it just didn't take off. doesn't have a lot of energy or maybe it didn't connect with your true needs. There's so many elements. Yeah, I was thinking about spirit and that is a big topic. Sometimes I was trying to thread too much, so I apologize. I Hope I'll get right back to that because it just was burning at the moment. But I, um, that's too bad. So, but getting in touch with your feelings and fears. And fears are also play a huge part of the Capricorn paradigm or archetype, you might say. So they happen. You know, we can't overlook that fact. We are human. So it really takes a matter of facing that fear in some manner. I remember last week we were talking, I think it was with Wendy Wyrott here in Seattle, about naming it. And then it seems to dissolve a little bit. It has some form. It's not so nebulous. That sounds like a good idea. Because yeah. lots of times our fears, we start building this image of how it could be. And it's like, when the situation comes to forefront, it wasn't anything like that. It was like so little, and it's like, why did we spend so much energy on that? 
and you know the what ifs it's like to fear the unknown i mean yes we need to have caution for things but it's like go out and enjoy and be prosperous and create and grow and visualize and do those vision boards and your intentions and wishes yeah and by you're without feeling completely responsible for everybody. That's another part of connecting to that North Node in Cancer. Because it is really about how you're feeling in your roots, you know, in your tribe. Well, and lots of times it can be your work group because perhaps maybe you've worked at the same place for 15 or 20 years and you have the same group of people that have been there for a long time. So that can be kind of your tribe or your family. I mean, yes, there's our blood family, but there's other families or people that are like family, too. Very important. Absolutely. I mean, there's whole groups of people that immediately know that, whether it's veterans in war or whether it's musicians. And I think even actors on a stage, <laughs> they feel the same. And, uh, and certainly like-minded people of any sort. Or and in the astrology chart... This is happening in the sixth house of work and our service and our duty and our health. So, you for know, Seattle, for Seattle, yes, for the Seattle area. So a general or north or the west coast. Yes, for a general aspect. If you have health concerns, see a doctor. If you need to drink more water, drink more water. If maybe you need to walk a little more or exercise, you know what is working and what isn't. Um, are you what you're doing really of service or maybe you're not that service isn't required any longer and it's time to shift what your service is let go of those attachments mm -hmm. boy that's a really strong need yeah there's some powerful planetary energies here because quite a few of them are in their own signs so that they're connecting but their their voice is unfiltered they're speaking this uh, energy in a, in, into our life, into our surroundings in ways that are very directed, like Jupiter is in Sagittarius for the entire year. And right now it is in this uh, tension with uh, Neptune, which can be on a very well it can either be escape it, it can be so many things that's the beautiful part about it is, is that nothing is absolute it's that free will you know that's where your intentions that you bring in are so important to to use that free will to to work within to find our ethics and i think that's where i was going with with everything was ethics when i was talking about spirit but here with neptune of no boundaries and of the mystic it could also be escapism but it could be imagination and music and Neptune's in its own sign also. Yes. And along with Mars in Aries and Saturn in Capricorn. So there are, you know, several planets are in their own ruling signs. Yeah, at least four. Mm -hmm. That's right. And in history, too, in 93, 1993, Uranus and Neptune were in Capricorn at that time. So it. You know, I was trying to go back that on a personal level, one might, for those people that are of that age, and of course there's many people in our world now that are adults working that, that were born with that configuration, 
So that's really a very um, uniquely uh, expansive, genius uh, way of of breaking rules and making rules well, and form. And they could be going through a lot of transformation at this time with Pluto there and then Saturn. So maybe they're breaking away from some rules that they thought served them and now they don't serve them anymore. So. Yeah. In fact, I was just trying to figure out. Um, yeah, they're 25, 25 years old, right? Yes. Yeah. So for that generation, they can be, you know, perhaps going through some of that. Um, to get more detailed, they'd need to consult an astrologer and get an astrology reading. So, And through your website, you have a lot of astrologers on there that they can contact and get information or help if they'd like. Yes, and yours. Now, what is your website? Alightpath.com. A-L-I-G-H-T-P-A-T-H.com. I like it because light really is so essential. That's where our four angles, as we call it in astrology, began because of the solstices, which we just passed with the extreme of light and our the even light of the equinoxes as they shift. And so that's that's excellent. Yes. And the there's also Saturn returns, which is when any planet makes a complete orbit back to the moment of the same degree in your life. And the outer planets take longer, and the inner planets, as we call them, the personal planets, which happen to be the ones close to the sun, and Earth, which is Mercury, Venus, and Mars, uh, orbit pretty quickly. But these outer planets, Saturn was the furthest that the ancients would ever see and then the ones that are transpersonal beyond that which is Uranus, Neptune and Pluto they take long years but for this group of for 25 years old uh, it would be in three years they would be having their Saturn return because it's 28, 30 years just finish that little thought And people have two or three Saturn returns in their lifetime because one's about 28 and a half and then one's about 58 and then it would be about 86 or something like that. And I find on a personal level, and so I bring this up depending on your chart, that many times I'll return to something after 28, 30 years. And I think maybe it's because my Saturn is zero Virgo? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But at any rate, several very important issues will be 28, 30 years, and I'll return back to it. So that pattern in our own life can happen with various issues. It's a, uh, when, or seven years, because there is that, the the phasial cycle. The moon, as we know, every two and a half days, is uh, going through another sign. So its orbit is like once a month. It goes through pretty quick. But there's so many timing. The timing. Timing is so critical here. Yes, because lots of times you can see if if you came to me for a reading 
then I, we'd say, oh, well, let's look at Saturn perhaps because that's a Saturn. So Saturn might be really strong in your chart. So that would give us some clues. And, you know, different timings for different people, sometimes a different planet will be active. And to know those phases and those times is really important. I think right now, thinking of these vows, these intentions, this definition that we're bringing up is is that with um, the timing to realize it takes time. It, it's going to take work. It could be incremental and it might be sudden. Like you say, there's all these other energies that are occurring right now. Things are going to be dissolving. Things are going to be suddenly happening. It's 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 quite a kaleidoscope but also uh and saturn rules time too so yes and that that thank you for that it's and the moon with a personal processing that our sense of discipline really does take a very personal way of knowing because saturn says time's up that's it like it will be at six o'clock here or seven o'clock rather um, when the show's up, but on the other hand, it's that processing of how are we in integrating things and how is our flower growing, you might say, because the bud's going to happen when it does and the fruit's going to fall from the tree when it does. And so it's a really a deliberation and acceptance and patience. Bring back that word. yeah. Because if you're going to do the work, you want to be able to set yourself up a little bit. Right, and have patience with yourself and people that are helping you to achieve your goals. Oh, that's important. And to recognize your feelings and to know that you can't take complete responsibility for everything. And I say that because the, the Capricorn wants to be responsible and can manage things, but you need to let other people take care of what they need to take care of and know what you own for your own stuff. Because otherwise you're, well, first of all, you're robbing them, you might say, of their whole personal experience right yes and to be a, a good delegator is a, a very good quality to have and that's so true you speak well as a capricorn <laughs> <laughs> thank you liz get the right person for the right job so yeah you know don't get the brain surgeon to pull your tooth and don't Oof, get the, <laughs> or the wrong lawyer thank you <laughs> yeah you know i'm going back to this viking news about these leadership just as a because they were doing it interesting with questions and whatnot. But the conditioning of Capricorn, I think that's another part of us, that by integrating and getting within to getting strong, finding out those depths of us, we can uh, figure out where we've been conditioned because who we are and our feelings might have been squeezed into some form, some structure by Capricorn from our training, from our family. It's so parental this whole access, that uh, it may not fit. You know, it'd be like a, uh, like a shirt that hurts at the neck, you know, to button it up or something, or on the sleeves, not long enough. So, uh, because to have a king or an earl, um, it's, oh, I see what it is. I, they're saying, do you know what they are? And then you, you answer it. So I can't really look at those right now. But the fact is, is that our whole idea of life that we live in, the structure of, of with our 
business and with the government and with all the laws and that we need in order to coordinate some, like Saturn orbiting on its even keel. But still, they may be outdated. Pluto might be having to do a wrecking ball on some of them. So we need to really Well, I think that's kind of happening already. <laughs> well, yeah. So we should, by finding out where we stand on something, we could get involved. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. Now I remember. Okay, so spiritually speaking, there is a great river. This is the Hopi tradition, and it's the idea of us all taking our authority because if you hang on to the shore, you'll get swept by the river. But if you get inside the river and go to the middle, that's where your people are. Oh, finally, I remembered. <laughs> so, yes, spiritually speaking, it's a time for responsibilities to, to strike. And how do we participate? <laughs> well, it changes all the time, so you've got to figure it out. Well, that's another good memory. Yes, not to get too attached to carving out your plaque, but make it fluid enough to uh, operate with you as you go. Well, Liz, good luck with this book project. That's really exciting. I know you've been working a long time, and it's about numerology and uh, astrology that. Astrology and a, a touch of a tarot. Right. And next week, I, I better present this before we're signing off, Ray Sapp, who is a marvelous astrologer from California and works with the circulation manager of the Mountain Astrologer magazine, will be joining. And Ray's a solitary electric witch and second-generation astrologer. Now, a witch really has to do with the crone and the three sections of womanhood, from maiden to mother to, you know, it's all in the terminology and how we operate, and the parental and the gender forms. So it'll be quite an expansive talk again, and that'll be next Saturday. Tonight is has been a talk with our eclipse with Liz Mouchette. So check on our site, Talk Cosmos. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. 
Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.